There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. Hope you had a nice weekend. It's Monday, March the 7th. I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, you may think cryptocurrencies are a joke, but the impact they're having on Ukraine is no joke. And we're going to talk about it. But before we get into that, here are four things you should know. All right, first things first. Speaking of digital currency, the federal government has been mulling a digital dollar. So if you're the type to lose your wallet, this is honestly solid news. Listen up. The Federal Reserve recently released a paper laying out the pros and the cons of a digital currency meant as a primer to kick off discussions about actually launching one. So how would this work? Well, details, as always, are not fully fleshed out, but the options include a digital cash offering or a central bank digital currency known as a CBDC, either of which would be stored in a wallet app on smartphones. So other than digital dollar having a nice ring to it, a digital currency actually serves several purposes. It cuts out middlemen, namely a bunch of financial institutions, which logged $110 billion in transaction fees in 2020. It helps the unbanked. About 5% of Americans are unbanked, and this could potentially make access to banking easier. It also simplifies government benefits, so a digital currency would make it easier for the government to distribute benefits, things like pandemic relief checks or whatnot. But pun intended... There's two sides to every coin, even digital ones. Among the biggest concerns are privacy. The government would have visibility to a wealth of personal transaction data, and cybersecurity is the other issue. The U.S. would likely need to overhaul much of its financial infrastructure to safeguard from hacks. Also, another problem, how do you get everyone to download these apps? It's already a problem for companies with apps, and now the whole country's going to need to do it. So, bottom line, we're not very close to this happening. It's still in the market research phase, and the government estimates it'll take 5 to 10 years to launch at minimum. All right, number two, Netflix is diving deeper and deeper and deeper into gaming. The news here is that Netflix is set to acquire Finland-based Next Games for $72 million. And they don't acquire companies very often, so this is not insignificant. Now, Netflix also recently released a Tom and Jerry-style show called Cat Burglar. requires you to answer trivia questions to move the story along. And next, they're launching this show, Trivia Quest, which is a series that also requires you to correctly answer questions to move the story along. So for some background here... Last year, Netflix launched a few mobile games, and now they're really kicking into high gear across mobile games and games within their TV content. So the idea here is that Netflix executives over the years have frequently said they're not only competing with other TV and content companies, they're competing with everything from sleep to social media to games. Essentially, anything you could be doing besides watching Netflix during your waking hours. So now that Netflix's rivals are cashing up on the content side of things, Netflix is looking for ways to continue growing and engaging its customers. Speaking of Netflix, by the way, the set of Lupin, also known as Lupin, it's a French Netflix show about a gentleman thief. Ironically, the set was robbed of about 330 grand in equipment during a heist that involved fireworks, which is just, as I said, ironic, because that's exactly what would happen in the show. And interestingly enough, the set of The Crown was robbed of $200,000 in props just a day earlier. Well, uh, hopefully some of their new gaming revenue will make up for all that. All right, number three. So we've got this company called Kitch. Kitch makes these troubleshooting devices for something you may have heard of, 
the McDonald's McFlurry machine. Now, the McDonald's McFlurry machines are notorious for breaking. And now McDonald's has reportedly told franchisees to stop using Kitch's troubleshooting device for McFlurry machines. And because of that, Kitch is suing McDonald's for $900 million claiming McDonald's stole Kitch's technology to reverse engineer it and create their own competing product. You could call it, uh, I don't know, what can you call it? McFlurry Fury. And FYI, this was pretty cool. You can actually check the live stats on the number of broken McFlurry machines, I believe around the world, definitely in the United States of America. It's on this website called McBroken.com. And at the time of recording this, about 12% of McFlurry machines around the world were supposedly broken, and about 30% of the machines in New York were broken. Is that surprising? No, not at all. Number four, Second Life, which is this metaverse game that honestly underratedly launched in 2003, way before Meta and all these other companies coming up in the last year, and generates $600 million in annual economic activity, pays out over $80 million every year to users in real-world cash showing to, you know, goods or services exchanged within the game. Well, now they're saying users will have to pay sales tax on purchases made thanks to a 2018 Supreme Court ruling that states and localities could charge sales tax for online items purchased even where the seller lacks a physical presence, which uh, I guess is to say that you can't escape taxes even in the metaverse. And now uh, let's talk about crypto in Ukraine. So Ukraine has received over $57 million at the time of recording this in cryptocurrency donations since February 24th. That's according to Elliptic, which is this blockchain analysis company that's been tracking these numbers. And the amounts obviously are not large compared to other funding sources like the U.S. government sending $6.4 billion in aid over to Ukraine or Ukraine raising hundreds of millions in bonds to help fund the war efforts. But it shows crypto does have a role to play here. And these crypto donations are primarily directed directly to the Ukrainian government and also to Come Back Alive, which is an NGO providing aid to Ukraine's military. And some of these contributions are absolutely ginormous. I mean, there's one from Polkadot founder Gavin Wood, who donated $5 million, another donation, nearly $1.9 million, a portion of NFT sales that were originally meant to help WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange went towards this cause. And then you have chain CEO Deepak Toplial, who donated $290,000. So people are donating NFTs. A CryptoPunk was donated worth over $200,000. A Russian national living in the United States recorded herself burning her Russian passport, and she's going to donate the sales from an auction of that video as an NFT. And then you have groups like Holy Water, which is a Ukrainian gaming startup, launching a gallery of NFTs by Ukrainian artists to benefit the nation. And as of Sunday morning, they've raised over $33,000. Now, Ukraine has spent $15 million of these donations on real tangible things. They've spent $50 million on military supplies. And that's according to Alex Bornyakov, who's the Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine. Now, the ministry he leads was formed two years ago and has been working mostly just to develop Ukraine's IT services industry, provide internet across the country, move government services online. 
Supposedly, according to him, most of the ministry seems under 35 years old, working remotely from inside or outside the country. And he's an interesting guy, too. He studied public administration at Columbia University in New York. He founded several startups, including an ad tech company, startup investment fund. He's an interesting guy. And since the war started, he's also helped launch a global IT army for Ukraine, as well as work with Elon Musk to get access to Starlink satellites and internet equipment in a matter of days. You know, a lot of the internet access was just completely knocked out. And within a matter of days, he's on the phone with Elon Musk and they got a bunch of satellite internet equipment over in Ukraine. But uh, regarding the crypto stuff, Bornyakov was saying, you know, they're really figuring this out as they go. And I quote, no one was ready to do military NFTs. And uh, you could say that again. And bada bing, bada boom, that's it, folks. For more on the Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.